Crew Pros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crew Pros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crew Pros. Crew Pros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 Podcast. Memphis, 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 what up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901. I am your host, Daniel Greer, and this show, as always, is presented by State Farm, where they treat you like family. As always, this is our Monday show. Oh, wait, we never have a live Monday show, but we might as well go live. I am actually off work for the week, uh, which is phenomenal. Uh, my entire family is surrounding me, except for they just went to the store. So it's even better. It's very quiet. Uh, you might see an animal move or two. But besides that, uh, we're going to go ahead and get into it. You might have somebody else join us. But as of right now, the only guy that's with us is our midweek boo. He is Nathan Qualls. What's up, man? I'm only here. Here's so I'll get fined. That seems to be the trend <laughs> over the past couple of weeks, man. I'm here work a job that actually pays me and then I'm going to be talking with you sort of I didn't even get to watch the last preseason game so I'm gonna be playing from behind the whole time but I'm here I'm gonna bring some personality well hey listen that's all we can ask for a little personality in our life uh we're going to talk a little bit about the the last game uh that kind of they had it was um and we say ugly like is that like is it okay if we just say it was just completely ugly I, um, to say this lightly, I hate preseason basketball because people usually overreact and I am not a guy who likes to overreact. I'm very even kill. I kind of just stay, you know, on one platform the entire time for the simple fact that I never get too high. I never get too low because I, I just think that with sports, it can slap you in the face very quickly and so i never try to get too over the you know over the moon on something that might happen and vice versa so uh usually i'm very even killed but i have been overly excited about this grizzlies team and what's been really cool is in the preseason you get to see these young guys i don't take into context anything that john Morant's doing dylan brooks doing Desmond Baines doing like I don't look at that and say oh my god like that th- these guys are on another level I I literally think they're trying to get in like position trying to get their body up trying to try new things trying to try new moves uh, Desmond Baines trying to go over for the preseason like that's new right so maybe Maybe he's trying to get all his bad shots out so he can actually hit some some shots during the uh, during the week. But the Grizzlies, uh, the last preseason game, they lost one hundred eight to one eleven. Um, if you stayed the whole time through the entire game, shout out to you. That was a tough game to watch. 
there was nobody on the other side of the ball for Miami that was playing that was any good. Duncan Robinson played, and he might not play a lot throughout the season. And so I'm curious. Say, look, Duncan goes. Robinson looked like he did pretty good, but that's about all yeah. I got. Yeah, no, Duncan Robinson, he played well and you know, obviously he went for 29 points, five of seven from three-point line, which is amazing. But that's what he does. And if you listen to the broadcast, Brevin was on there the entire time talking about what else can Duncan Robinson do. And that's what I was looking for. Like, what else is this guy good at? And don't get me wrong, if you want to have the Kyle Corver role of being the spot up three, you better figure out a way to be good defensively. Duncan Robinson, not good defensively at all. But he did hit five three-pointers. But in the end of the day, like 29 minutes, five three-pointers, I don't know if he's getting 29 minutes in a regular season game. So, I yeah, I, I think he's, uh, as Luke says, I think he's just all about good hair. Good hair and three-point shots. Sorry, I, I got completely distracted, but yes, that is correct. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to join the chat still. I uh, have not figured that out since the last show. So uh, if I'm zoned out right now, that's why. Later, it'll be something else. All right, well, let me help you just like I help everybody else. We are on YouTube. We're also on Twitter going live stream. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, Nathan, right now, while you're on, you could probably go to our YouTube channel and that's actually and actually comment that way. So even as a host or a co-host, you can still go in there and make comments. I can do it because I have the, uh, the master controls. I can do it to anybody. I think it goes to every platform, uh, but enough about me. Uh, the Grizzlies, honestly, John Morant looks like John Morant. He looks good. I don't think that the Grizzlies were too excited about playing against this team from Miami, they got up early and just kind of shut it down. Uh, you kind of throttle down, especially at that point. You know it's a preseason game. If you did lose, not that it's not that big a deal to lose a preseason game. So they throttled it back like a lot. And John Morant did not honestly try hard. And he ended up with 17 points. He looked fine. He looked good. Desmond Bain, he did have a three-pointer. Um yeah, as Black Lives Matter said, you could see that they wanted to just get it over with. So uh, I think that's really what it was. Uh, but two things I'm looking at in particular. One, Stephen Adams, he looked amazing. He, he's not one of my two. Stephen Adams looked really good, and he tried to he tried to punish people in the post. And that's really what we need throughout the regular season, those times where you go into a lull and you have a mouse in the house, such as a smaller guy on you. I think that's a good I think that's something good you go with. You go into Steven Adams and let honestly just every now and then two possessions a game, let him see if he can back somebody down. Yeah, yeah. That was something that I was talking about going into the preseason. You know, we did for our, our boy Funaki stats, we did the little preseason predictions and I was talking about hoping the Grizzlies let him cook a little bit more down there and let him be a little bit more aggressive as a scorer offensively. And then obviously the main thing will still be getting in there sealing off, setting screens, facilitating from the high post, a lot of different things like that. But him backing down and then using that quick little spin move three to five times a game just adds a little bit of a wrinkle in there. And uh, it's fun to watch, too. <laughs> it's just fun to watch and surprise. Yeah. He's just a fan favorite. So I was glad to see them do that a little bit at the beginning, right? I was only get to watch. Right. I only got to watch basically the first quarter and a half. So it was good to see that. 
Yeah, and so the other two guys I was actually looking at, the two points I was going to make is Dylan Brooks. He's still taking efficient shots. Like he went six of 10. He did take six three-pointers. Um, he went three of six from three. I don't – he doesn't look like he's as like riled up, if that makes sense. This is the preseason, so maybe that's what it comes to is, is he's not looking like he's like, oh, my God, like I'm getting after people. Like – does that affect his offense? Is that the reason he looks like he does? And so I think that might be, if this is the Dylan Brooks we get, somebody who's going to get after you on the defensive end, but somebody who's going to take efficient shots in the offense, that's that's really what you want. And so I, I think that's a, a good spot to be in. Uh, and I hope that Dylan continues to kind of do that thing. Uh, I want him to continue to be that player, the one who actually – decides I'm going to be in the flow of the offense. Dude, if we get that Dylan, the spot up kick out to the three point spot up shooter, Dylan Brooks, that's the Dylan Brooks. I like, I loved it. I was, I mean, I was in the group text. I didn't get on Twitter for it. Cause I was hopping on a plane, but I was like, look at them Dylan passes, man. And it was, and that is exactly what I was hoping for. So the last pod I came on here and I was saying, um, I was a little bit worried about Dylan. I was a little bit worried after the first game. I thought he was still taking some crazy shots. But like I told you then as well, I wasn't as locked into the game as you obviously were. And so I went back and I looked at that. And then between that and then the little bit of the last game I got to watch, Dylan is looking to make that extra pass. He is looking for it much, much more. I mean, he is not putting his head down like he was. Um and it's even to the point where it's surprising. I saw BC just didn't expect to get a pass, and it was like right through his fingers. And yeah. so that is the role we want Dylan to be in, like you're saying. I know we talked about him possibly taking on a six-man role this year, but I'm less concerned about where he is in the rotation. I'm more concerned with what he does when he's in the rotation and how yeah. he uses that spot in the rotation. And him facilitating like that, taking only the efficient shots – keeping the ball moving so that the best players get the best shots available. Primo, sign them, sign them again. So obviously we got to see it play out in this season, but if this is the Dylan, we're going to get sign them to another extension, man. That's, this is the ideal Dylan Brooks. You just said sign them as in like, Hey, we want to do this all over again. Um, at some point, is it not like, Maybe he's just doing this to get the contract, and then after the contract, he's no. like, No, gotcha. because the last time to get the contract, he was launching shots. He just happened to hit them in like a 78% clip for a month, and it was ridiculous, right? So, no, it's not the same. It's not the same. Um, and here's the thing. If he does that, he succeeds, the team succeeds, and he gets signed. It makes sense for everyone, including him, to keep playing that way, right? So, no, it's different this time around. All right. Well, we will see about that. I'm not sure if I trust Asterisk, Dylan. we got to see yeah. it happen in season. But if it happens in season, yes. Because what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, as the chat says, Dylan, this the fourth option is the key. Like, yeah. like I, I like him. He does do a lot of fake stuff, such as um, the, the playing around. Uh, but I, I think that he's a good player. I just want to see him efficient more dylan efficient offense is always a good thing um and one thing we have what do we have 
we have the third man. Welcome, Ryan. Can you hear me? That's the first question. That is uh, that's an important question. And yes, we can hear you. It's not too bad. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. We're not live. Uh, Ryan Meadows is here. He's joining us. He uh, he is actually heading to the golf course as we speak. And so I uh, wanted to have him come on. This is supposed to be his time. Uh, but I have uh, family out shopping and I was trying to hurry up and get done. One, I want to be done for the Chris Vernon show. People are watching that. They're not really making sure th this isn't tune in. Got to tune in audio, visual, whatever this is uh, for Grizz and I want just yet, just yet, just wait. But um, I had to make sure we got the air before he got on. But also Ryan is going to play golf. So I'm trying to catch him before he goes. So if his audio sucks, just remember who doesn't suck. Zach Jaworski, State Farm. Just remember. Just remember. All right, Ryan, we just got done talking about Dylan Brooks. I don't know how much of the last game you saw, but um, he did have more of an efficient game. Um, I, I think that he is very much you know, 10 shots. I think that's good stuff. He went three of six from deep, um, 18 points in the game. So anything that you saw in Dylan Brooks? Um. Yeah, he looks kind of more like he's trying to fit a role, right? He doesn't, at least so far. Now, that could be smoke and mirrors for me for the preseason. I don't know. It's been two games, and, like, they've played the Magic and the Heat. The Heat weren't playing anybody. The Magic sucked. Um, so, I don't know if if they're in a regular season playing a, a better opponent, if he's going to be normal Dylan, but it seemed like to me he was trying to play a specific role, um, which was kind of the defensive intensity, stand on the left side, shoot threes if you're open. If you don't have the open three, then attack the closeout. He didn't look like a guy to me who was trying to hunt his own shot. Now, yeah. that's hard to break that habit. I mean, just ask Russell Westbrook about that. But um, I thought he looked fine in what they've been doing so far. Yeah, I agree. And I think that honestly, that I think it'll be fine. And I think he'll be okay as long as he can figure out a way to actually get into the flow of the offense. Um, and so it, it should be, it should be a good time. All right. So let's keep it rolling. Uh, we have uh, one more guy I want to hit on and that's going to be Santi Aldama. And I know it's, it's Santi season, right? And so we want to hit on him real quick, but Santi, another good game out of him. I think, can we all agree? He solidified into the starting unit opening night. Is everybody in agreement? I would yep, agree. I'm with you. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Look at that. Look at us all coming together. Uh, 11 points, one or two from deep, four or six. He plays within the offense. Um, and I will say something um, after you. I'm going to go ahead and let you uh, go first, uh, Nate, on that. I just, I really like the rebounding in that. I Like I said, I only got to watch the first quarter and a half, but in that, there's a specifically one sequence where there was a board and he just, rose up and got it and it was that's the kind of aggressiveness this team needs especially while jaron is out and so i really like seeing that why are you giving me that look i'm looking at my chat i just responded to something nothing oh uh, the chat okay i'm gonna continue to ignore you like i should have in the first place yeah so i just really i really liked the way he was aggressively rebounding and going up and strong for the ball um love that he's played really well he's consistently done it 
you know, he's going to get that shot in the regular season. And I hope he takes advantage of it because he's looked awesome. He looks like a real piece for this team. You know, I know in summer league, I was talking about how I was hoping he would come compete for a, a role, not necessarily a starting role or a really big rotational role. But at this point, he's exceeded that expectation. So excited for him to get an opportunity. Plus, he had a sick reverse alley-oop slam in the practice yesterday that I got to see. So, yeah. <laughs> man, Santi season's here. Right, right on board with Z season. I'm all on board the train for both. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, yeah, Santi just played well. I think he plays better in the uh, in the offense uh, where he's not a focal point. What does worry me is whenever he does have to go back to the bench and he comes with a bench unit, is he is he looked at doing more? And so I'm curious with that. Is he going to be looked at doing a little bit more? And does that actually play into his, his strengths? And so I'm curious how that's going to go because I don't know if that's the type of player he is. Ryan, what you got? Yeah, I'm glad you said that because Santi, I mean, I thought he has done well for what he's been asked to do, right? It's basically stay out of the way, shoot, make a three. When you get it, you know, time your backdoor cuts well, don't clog the paint for us, be okay on defense. And he has done that. Major props to him. I am interested if he just looks better because the four other guys in the starting lineup kind of covers his issues. Um, I do think he's a little jumpy on defense. He doesn't read screens very well. Sometimes he wants to switch. Um, sometimes he wants to sag, you know, drop. Sometimes he wants to pop. He, he's not decisive there yet. So that was my kind of thing. Is he just going to look really good in the starting lineup because Stephen Adams can kind of smooth over some of his faults and he's with Jaw and Desmond and uh, Dylan. And when he goes back to the second rotation, will he kind of be, you know, more out there naked on an island? Is he going to look worse on the second unit, if that makes sense? Um, Yeah. I actually got a bit of a question for that. So when Jaron comes back, obviously he'll move to that second unit. But is that second unit going to be, and Chris actually just put this in the chat, what exactly I was thinking, that big of a change for him? Because he's still going to have Tyus, Zaire, BC, and he's going to have one of the rookies in there with him, right? Is that going to really be that big of a drop-off where he has to do that much more? Because in my head, I think he can still sort of fill a role. It'll be a more crucial role right he's not going to be able to make some of the mistakes that that second unit that he can probably make with this first unit and be covered up but i don't think it's that big of a drop-off going to the second unit honestly well i think just the the wide open shot difference is going to be huge differences in in his shooting efficiency i mean right now what's he shooting 70 percent from the field um i certainly don't expect that to hold up through an entire season i expect we don't expect that to hold up in a second unit where he's not going to get such wide open shots. And the other kind of avenue is he is kind of foul prone. So, I mean, what I'm kind of more interested, I guess, is, yeah, that's normal. (laughs) Um, We can deal with that, right? But (laughs) Steven Adams, I mean, is just a rebound, a walking rebound. And on the second unit, if he's playing with Brandon Clark, I mean, he's going to have to be, you know, a big rebounder and I'm just not sure that he is. Um, so I think that's one of the things I'm kind of worried about a little bit in that second unit 
is is the sh- shot efficiency going to drop off? The defensive stuff he's still working on. He's a second year player, and are we going to get killed on the boards with a lineup with Brandon Clark and Santi? That's what I'm not sure of. Um, but I think he's fitting in fine right now with the starting five. I'm just curious how it will look when he moves back into eight to tenth in the rotation slot. Well, I think when if he does move back to, uh, I, I guess, the position of being probably the five, uh, because right now he's acting as the four, I think you're going to see him be more of the five because, yes, and, and I'm talking about defensively, for the simple fact that he's the bigger body than BC. On the offensive end, obviously BC is the rim runner. He's more of the guy who's playing at the free throw line. I think that's going to be his position. Uh, but on defensive end, you're going to see, you know, honestly, Santi closer to the basket. So he's able to get those rebounds, in my opinion. Um, and he's rebounded really well in the two games that he's played. Uh, and he's doing a good job of actually being there, getting into the post uh, on the shots and making sure he gets up uh, and gets the rebound. And so I, I think I think he'll be, actually be fine. I'm just curious offensively, where does he go? Does he fit into the flow of the offense? I think he should, uh, but I don't want to spend too much more time on him because I, I think that he's a guy that um, will be fine as we see his growth. I never thought I would say that, but I do think that he's a guy that um, is going to take good, efficient shots. Um, and I think you're going to see that a lot on the second unit, but that scares me, and we talked about it last pod, uh, who's the creator? Who's the shot creator on the second unit? Ryan, I'm going to ask you, who's the shot creator on the second unit with, and this is when Jaron gets back, you have Tyus, you have Zaire, you have Brandon Clark, you have John Conchar, and you have Santi Aldama. Who is your shot creator? I guess it depends on your definition of a shot creator. <laughs> if it's someone that can just right, break down... If, if it's a guy who can just break down a defender one-on-one and go get his own shot and create for others, there isn't one on the second unit. Um, if they're, mm-hmm. if you're talking about, you know, every NBA, like 70% of the offense or 90% of the offense, whatever it is, starts with a high pick and roll or a side pick and roll, then Tyus Jones is your guy on that. Like he's your setup point man. So it just mm-hmm. kind of depends on your definition, but – that's it, like been my problem with this Grizzlies team from the beginning is I like, don't get me wrong. I really like the versatility and all the stuff, all the tools, the shooting, the defensive versatility, all that. A shot, another shot creator is I think key for this team. Now I'm not saying they'll go out and get something like that, but you're not going to find two job rants. So let's be realistic. Right. But if you can get a guy that can create for himself and be able to drive and kick out to others or be able to finish on their own, that is a huge asset. Anybody that can put pressure on the rim is a huge asset. All right. Almost more of an asset than a knockdown three point shooter is someone that can consistently put pressure on the rim. And that's why I've been encouraged by Bain so far, even though he's missing his threes, I'm not worried about his threes. When he he has looked like he's been deciding to work on his creation off right. of that. Right. Because guys have been hugging more on him, been locking and trail on him to take away that curl off the screen three-pointer and that step back. 
he looks like he's been trying to work on that, and he's done really well at it so far. Now, yeah. I'll be interested to see more complex defense throughout the season if he'll be able to make the passes. That's going to be able. That's going to be the big thing for me. But I've been highly encouraged by Bain, outside of just not making threes, his actual ability to get by the create the guy who's taken away his three, and to drive to the rim and create his own shot at the rim. Yeah, I agree. And Bain has now been he uh, he's entering the Jaron Jackson Jr. role where he's being subbed out first and he's coming in the at the in the quarter. Uh, but yeah, I think this team to really be who they really want to be is somebody who can kind of be the shot creator on that second unit. I love the flow of the offense. It's just a free flow offense. Uh, but at times, especially, you know, during the, you know, the playoffs or, you know, the low points of the season, uh, having somebody that you can just kind of always go to when the shot clock gets down to a certain point and feel good about the shot percentage and the shot selection. I think that's where this team really is going to excel. But in the end, Bain being on that second unit, running with them more, I think actually having a Zaire um, almost flip and roll into that first, uh, into the more of the flow with Ja, I think it's only going to help him. Uh, Jitty can do all. Uh, he does no wrong. And so I think that Jitty is a, a key piece to the, to the first unit as well. Uh, I think that's, you know, having him being able to do some rebounding Hit an open shot here, there. Do a little bit of something without doing a little bit of too much of something, which I thought some person might have done last year. I really do think that um, is a, a big key for this team. But uh, two things I want to get to before we get out of here. I don't want to spend too much time. Uh, we're coming up on the eleven forty mark, so I don't want to continue to keep going. Uh, but we do have two preseason games that are coming up Tuesday at the Magic. Uh, it's a six o'clock game, as well as uh, Thursday at the Pistons, six o'clock game. Um, I love six o'clock games. Let's just be honest uh, because uh, they get done early. You know, if they can go to bed early, uh, those are awesome. But um, things I'm kind of looking for is uh, hopefully uh, we don't see that guy that wears the 12. I don't want to see him again in the preseason. I, I know Ryan didn't think we'd ever see him. Uh, Ryan yeah. thought that he was going to play uh, on October 19th only, and he was proven <laughs> wrong twice. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, like, I was not expecting it at all. Do, do y'all feel like we know we the top guys you. have been playing more in the preseason than they have in the past couple of years? I know COVID threw everything off, but man, I just don't remember, you know, top teams playing their top guys 20, 25 minutes, two, two games in the preseason. I don't remember that. They I could be way off on of I mean, I could be way off on that, but I just I don't remember ever seeing top teams playing their top guys for 20, 25 minutes, basically the entire preseason. Oh, I think that's all you're going to see them, though, honestly. I think that might be all you see of Bain and Ja, definitely. Um, I, I love those two players. I just want to see them healthy going into the regular season. Let's figure that part out. Um, I don't need... Uh, John Kane or or Julio Rodriguez or whoever's on the on the Miami Heat team that was playing. I don't even know their names, uh, but they were that, that scares me. I need pros playing against our pros. It makes me feel comfortable in life, uh, and so I don't want to see them again. But 
anything that y'all are looking for these uh, next couple of games? Um, anybody just in particular, whether it's a player or whoever that you're actually waiting for? Uh, Nate, you go first. Yeah, I, I wonder if they let Bain play a little bit more just to see if you go through, you know. Um, it's it, They still might cut that. him off. Yeah, but he's hitting them in practice, I'm sure, and he hadn't hit them in actual game format, right? So that's the only thing that I think they might keep playing Bane for. Other than that, I'm still looking at the uh, the Laravia Roddy thing because I so I missed the rest of the game. It looks like I saw all the good stuff, but I literally was getting on the plane as the Roddy flurry happened in that last game where he he popped off. I was like, let's go. I still I just I think he fits better. You know, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm still interested to see how that that pans out but other than that uh no i'm ready for the regular season i'm gonna keep tuning in to these preseason games but i'm mainly just ready to get the real season going ryan you got anything yeah i'm i've actually i don't know if y'all talked about him already but i've actually been a little disappointed in zaire um i've kind of expected a little more from him and he looks to be about the same from last year his shot does look a little better. Maybe it'll be more consistent during the regular season. And he does look a little more active on defense. But every other aspect of this game, like his ball handling is awful. Like he might as well just have two ping pong paddles strapped to his hands while he's dribbling. Um, but I, the thing with, I think Jaw is actually going to play the rest of the, reg- the preseason now. Um, what? I don't know if they've come out and said that he won't. And the only reason I say that is... I really think Western teams, I really think the Grizzlies are wanting to start hot. And I think they're trying to gel with Santi in that front five. I think they're trying to get going. Um, That way they hit the ground running. And ultimately, that's why I think a lot of these Western teams, I've kind of noticed on the Eastern Conference, they're not really playing their starters that much. I mean, the Bucks aren't really doing anything. They don't care. But the Western teams have been if they're available um so to me it's just an indicator that the west is we already knew the west was going to be a nightmare and to me all these top guys playing 20 25 minutes they might not play the last game i i certainly expect jaw to play in the next game um but i really think there is a real effort from western conference to hit the ground running to have a really strong start to the season. So it wouldn't surprise me now if they all played, if they played all the preseason games just to kind of work out the kinks with Santi to just game one against the Knicks. There's no, you know, that first game haziness that everyone gets. Um, And so, and then the other thing, jaw looks faster to me. I don't know if he talked about that, um, but he looks somehow he looks faster, which is scary um, because the transition take foul thing. I mean, he's oh. really he's really going for he's really overplaying and playing pass, passing lanes, um, and so he's going for those steals because he knows they can't bail him out with those transition take fouls anymore. Um, so I just, we murdered people in transition last year. I mean, sweet Lord, we're about to do it again this year. And it's going to be even, it's going to even be even more exciting. I think. Yeah. I think that they are about to take off. Um, and it's going to be the, 
it's going to be funny seeing them literally the the highlights that we saw last year and i think you're going to see even more this year which will be awesome uh and so i i think it's I, I think this team really has the potential to be so good just out of you know the the chemistry alone uh that this team has i think is very important um we're going to obviously we have these two games left um a little betting advice uh that we've seen if for some reason for whatever reason you see that job ja, bain the starters are not going to start and you see the our backups going to get more minutes you know that's going to give a lot of these guys who are looking to be eager to play more okay opposite of our our starters our starters are great but they're not they're trying to work on things they're trying to get things done they're not caring about beating the other team into the dirt as much as the backups are. So if you see our backups become the starters, you know the backups behind them are just as good. Our 1 through 15 is probably the deepest in the league, uh, being as good as they are and as young as they are. Um, I'm hoping whenever that does happen, whether it's against the Magic or the Pistons or both, um, you're going to see those lines come out. And preseason basketball is not the time to be betting. But if you want to take a flyer (laughs) on – uh, 11 plus point win from the Grizzlies when they're not the favorite team, it might be a good little sprinkle to put some a uh, couple dollars on because I think that might be a chance where these young guys really just try to body the other team uh, and show, especially these other two teams are young as well, and so they they're actually working on things, but they're young, and so they're trying to figure out their their lane. So um, anyway, uh, anybody else have anything? Nathan, you got anything before we get out of here? Nah. Nah, I'm excited to see it, man. I'm, I really want to see what Roddy and Laravia do. I'm hoping they both get a ton of minutes in these next two games. Um, other than that, Santi season, Z season on. Jaws and average 30 with the new take foul rule. I completely forgot about that, but he, he might he might go for 35 a game. Hey, it's it might be, be good. Awesome. I've already taken Jaw to win MVP. Uh, put a little sprinkle on it. What you can do, mm. and that make sure you don't use a free bet, but use real cash uh, if you're a betting person and put – five bucks on it it's probably like plus 1200 midway through the year and you can put more on it if you want if you feel comfortable midway through the year because you're not gonna have jaron here you're gonna see a, a, a spike especially since he's getting a lot of more you know people to watch him you're gonna see the spike in happening and have Ja actually being a true mvp candidate you might be able to cash out at Christmas and pay for pay for some of your Christmas, maybe, um, and not <laughs> him not even have to win. You might have a good little cash out. So uh, right. just know that if he doesn't get hurt, that's good. Kids are getting Dollar General toys for Christmas. You'll cash out like that said, seven dollar and fifty put, cash out. <laughs> you can put more on it. I'm not saying. I just want to throw out the five dollars so people feel comfortable in life. Uh, but if you want to put more on it, such as I did, I think it's a smart cash out. Uh, Ryan, do you have anything before we get out of here? No, I mean, I could ramble about stuff, but it's good enough. We know, we know, we've all, <laughs> we all talk about you in the chat, uh, which we know you don't look at, uh, no, when I are doing this show. And then when you're not on the show, so just whatever you do, don't go look at the chat. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's all we have this week. Uh, I have some uh, some bets out that are on Monday Night Football. If you want to go check them out, I love Daniel Carlson for two plus field goals. So uh, if you love the NFL, go ahead and hit that up as well. Um, and you know what we like? Devontae Adams. First score tonight, plus 1,100. Take it to the bank. All right, that's all we got. Let's have a great, great week. Uh, We're not going to do any Zach Jaworski State Farm stuff, but you know what? We love the guy. Go check him out. He's our guy. He's our sponsor. 
can go follow them if you need any kind of insurance stuff. But at 901-459-4227, uh, you can check them out on the web at Zach, Z-A-C-H, ZachInsuresMemphis.com, 901-459-4227. Let's have a great one. Be nice and tell your friends.